gentlemen, start your engines. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. I'm not a crook. If you like your health care plan, you'll be able to keep your health care plan. Listening to Jim Paris Live, your source for the latest news on money, politics, prophecy, and preparedness. And now your host, the editor-in-chief of ChristianMoney.com and the author of more than 30 books, Jim Paris. All right, hello everybody, and welcome to the broadcast. So much going on tonight. I, I've got a, you know, I, I thought a little bit earlier today, maybe I won't even do a show tonight, is I, I kind of feel like the whole world has come to to a stop. But then I said, that's crazy. There is so much to talk about tonight. And I've got a connection here to the Internet and a radio studio built into my house. So I'm not doing anything else. <laughs> I might as well do the show live and talk about all this. So it'll be fun, too, because I can get into some things in our new segment, honestly, that I can't talk about on Facebook during the week. And uh, I'm going to talk about that in a minute. But tonight, our guest in the guest segment, will be able to ask him about his new book, but also to get his comment about everything that's happening and his thoughts about how this might apply to Bible prophecy. His name is Pastor Carl Gallups. He's one of our favorite guests, and a lot of people love to download his interviews. A really great interviewer, and uh, we love having him with us, and he'll be here tonight to share his wisdom in about 28 minutes. Next week, the guest is Michael Heiser, and he has a, a great book out. It's it's called A Companion Book to the Book of Enoch. And this will be interesting because a lot of our guests like Ellie Marzulli and other Bible prophecy uh, experts talk about the Book of Enoch, which is not officially what we what we say call uh, part of the canon of Scripture. It's not it's not officially accepted as having the inerrancy of scripture, but it is a historical book that does have some very interesting observations. And a lot of the things in the book of Enoch are sort of confirmed in other books of the Bible. So it's, it's not officially part of the Bible, but it is a fascinating book that has a lot to say about Bible prophecy. So we'll be talking about that next week with, with a Bible scholar, Dr. Michael Heiser, who will be with us in our guest segment. Well, of course, we do these shows every week without a sponsor. Uh, I mean, without any commercials. <laughs> that means we've got to have a sponsor. So we just have a quick sponsor mention for you. And this one is really cool. I think so far I have gotten 75 free shares of stock. And I know when I tell people this, it almost sounds like one of those things that's too good to be true. But let me tell you why they're giving away these free shares of stock. It's an app called Robinhood, and what they're trying to do is encourage people to download the app to their phone, which is free, and then to try it out, and to give you sort of something to start with, they give you one free share of stock. What's, what's really cool is once you get your free share of stock, they also give you a link that you can share with your friends, and every one of your friends that gets a free share of stock, that triggers you to get another free share of stock. That's how I've gotten about 75 free shares of stock so far. So in order to do this, 
we have a special link set up for you. If you want to get your free share of stock, which helps out the show, and I'm going to tell you how in just a second, but go to this link, freestocks.us. Just type this in your computer, freestocks.us. You'll get a free share of stock. Uh, and it could be worth as little as, you know, four or five bucks. But in one case, one of my free shares was worth over $100. So you're sort of randomly given a free share of stock. Now, how this helps the show out is what I've been doing is for all the free shares of stock I've gotten, I sell it and I convert it into Bitcoin on the Robinhood app. And then, of course, Bitcoin has done well. So uh, from time to time, we need some new equipment. We need to replace something, uh, cords, microphones, monitors. We sell off some of that Bitcoin, use the money to be able to buy the equipment that we need. So you're helping yourself. You're not just going to get the one free share, but you'll also be set up to get multiple free shares of stock. It's really cool. It's free, no obligation. And uh, I, I personally recommend this company. A great app also to try out on your phone for trading stocks and cryptocurrency. Check it out. Use this special link we have for you, free stocks. Dot us tonight's sponsor freestocks.us okay so there there is more and more uh, censorship happening at facebook and there is a narrative now about the coronavirus and if you go against this narrative if you get too far out of that lane they will take away your facebook account or at a minimum delete your post and i'm hearing from a lot of people that are having posts deleted. And so what I decided to do is I'm actually working on an idea for a book about internet censorship, because one of the things I've been fascinated with for years is the idea of Mark of the beast. And, and, you know, the idea that uh, in the book of revelation, the idea that without this Mark of the beast, whatever this technology might be, you'll be restricted from buying and selling. Well, that's already happening in a lot of different venues. But the one area that we see it happening in, of course, is social media. So if you get too far out of the lane that they want you to be in, they'll delete your post or in some cases just altogether take away your account. So if you want to look into something really fishy that happened just a few weeks ago, uh, the website, which I love, uh, zerohedge.com, they got their Facebook uh, I'm sorry, their Twitter account was taken away. Zero Hedge got their Twitter account taken away, suspended for good. And it was because of some information that it looks like uh, may turn out to be true about sort of the origins of the coronavirus. The, the bottom line is, though, we don't really know for sure yet. And to take away Zero Hedge's Twitter account for something that could very well turn out to be true. Uh, if you want to read the whole backstory, just do a Google search, Zero Hedge loses Twitter account and you'll see the whole story. But what I decided to do was I, I'm starting to build some uh, communication tools away from Facebook and Twitter and YouTube so that I have a way to stay alive <laughs> if they take away my social media accounts. And so there is a service, it's free, it's called Telegraph. And so I set up an account at Telegraph, and what I'm doing is the things I can't post on Facebook or I'm afraid to post because I'm afraid to lose my Facebook account, I'm posting over on Telegram. And here's how you do this. 
if you go to T, like in Telegram, the letter T, dot M E, as in Michael Edwards, so it's T dot M E forward slash Jim Paris. T dot M E forward slash Jim Paris. If you go there, you can actually put the free app on your phone and then you can follow me and all of my, you get everything that way because anything that I don't put up on the regular social media is also going to be on Telegraph. And I'll put everything else, I'm starting to put everything else on Telegraph also, but especially those things that I don't feel like I can say over on the regular Facebook feed. Um, If you didn't catch that address, you can email me, jim at christianmoney.com. I will send you a link, or you can go to my Facebook account. Just search James L. Paris on Facebook, and you'll see I just posted a, a picture uh, and the link to my Telegraph account, t.me forward slash Jim Paris. We also, inside the news feed at Telegraph, have set up a discussion group. So that's for you folks that want to get in there and talk amongst yourselves about what's going on. So what are some of the things I can't post? So let's get into something right here. Um, This Dr. Fauci, uh, this Anthony Fauci, is out today with a warning. He says that millions will be infected in the United States and that we could see between 100 and 200,000 deaths. Now, number one, why is this guy saying this? I'm just, I don't know. I'm starting to feel like there's something more that they're not telling us. Uh, Even if, let's say, we're going to see 200,000 deaths, why would you come out and say that publicly to scare people? It it just seems like this guy is taking a a worst-case scenario default position. And maybe there's some kind of psychological thing going on that we're going to you know, put this big number out here to scare people into staying inside their houses. I, I don't know what exactly is going on. But as we look at this tonight, of course, the show is live on Sunday nights. Today is March 29th. So if you hear the replay, the numbers are going to be different. But what we're looking at tonight, if you go to the Johns Hopkins coronavirus map and you take a look at it, what you'll see is maybe some numbers that are that just don't appear to be as bad, as big as what this guy is saying. And I I get it that there's exponential math involved, which is two times two is four, and then four times four is 16, and then 16 times 16 is, you know what I'm saying? This is what they're telling us. It's exponential math. But in any case, what we're looking at is, just to give you a couple of numbers that I'm looking at right here. So in the United States, here's the big number, 142,000 people. Um, are infected with coronavirus. Now, we did know this week that a lot more people were going to get tested, and so that number was going to jump, but it's still a huge number. Granted, 142,000. But then when we look over here at total deaths, total deaths, 2,479. Now, I, I, I get it that one death is one death is too many, but if we can't have a discussion about the numbers because one death is too many, then why do we even have all these numbers up here? I mean, that's, 
that's the problem with trying to discuss any of this on Facebook is you have the one death is too many crowd. And then you bring up that, well, there are 90 people a day dying in car accidents. Well, you can't make that comparison, Jim Paris, between car accidents per day and deaths from a virus. You can't do that. Well, you know, that's how my brain works. I'm a numbers guy. Uh, But then I look at this other number here, which is in the column right next to it, total recovered. So we have 2,686 people recovered. Now, the 2,479 deaths, I'm not making light of that at all. I don't want anyone to die. But here's the thing. When you look into a lot of these deaths, these are typically people that have a lot of other medical issues brewing. And, And it's not like the average person is dropping dead from coronavirus. In fact, what they're not telling us is that the overwhelming majority of people, I mean, it's like into the 90 plus percentile of people that get coronavirus are not even going, they're not even put in the hospital. It's just go home, treat this like the flu and and that sort of thing. Um, So here's, so here are the numbers again. You've got 142,000 cases. You have 2,479 deaths. You know, I hope I'm right. I don't want this. I don't want to. I don't want 200,000 people to die. So it's kind of weird when I when I go to Facebook and I say, "Wow, there's there's not very many deaths right now." And then you know, I've got the the naysayers that will jump in and say, "Yeah, but." Uh, this Dr. Fauci says that it's exponentially going to go up and we're talking about millions and then hundreds of thousands dying and all of this. I'm not rooting for that. I'm really not. I'm rooting for a low number. I'm rooting for them to say, wow, we were wrong. Just a tiny percentage of the people died and we did so well, which is the story of Germany that has done so well. Because if you look at the numbers in Germany, Germany has had 62,000 cases Right. So maybe about half the cases we've had and they've only had 541 deaths in Germany. Wow. Um, but what's happening is this recovered number is starting to go up and, and people are going to see that and see this number starting to go up a lot. That, In other words, it's not the end of the world. And, and here's the analogy I, I was giving people. This week, I did a couple of videos on YouTube that we, we can't have this argument that it's nothing or it's a Category 5 hurricane. That's a silly argument to have, right? I mean, obviously, this is not nothing. That's silly. And I'm not saying it's nothing. All I'm saying is maybe this is a Category 1 hurricane. Let's pray to God it's just a category one. Let's not believe it's a category five. And the other thing that is happening is, which, which is making sense to me, is the president and his advisors are starting to take more of a regional approach to this, which is to say, looking at individual areas and making decisions about what needs to be done based on what's going on in those different zones just as an example, I'm clicking another tab here and I'm looking at my home state of Florida. So in Florida, we have about 5,000 cases in Florida, but we only have 60 deaths. So, so this whole time this has been going on, Florida has only 60 deaths. 
um, which comparing either the Florida number or the nationwide number to something like the flu, which again, <laughs> don't do that. You, you cannot compare the flu to coronavirus. I'm not saying they're the same thing. I'm just looking at the numbers and I'm just saying, look, um, if, if in a normal flu season, we have 40,000 deaths in the U S I think it's fair to say, Hey, that we have 40,000 flu deaths and the world doesn't end. So, so I'm just looking at it saying, Hey, where's a baseline here of like the world not ending and the world doesn't end with that. So is it fair then to say that even if this has, let's say 40,000 deaths, which I think is probably a high number, I, I guess I'm, I'm being optimistic compared to Anthony uh, Fauci, his numbers, but we, we make it through that with, with other things like the flu. But if you just take a look at like where I live here in Flagler County, Florida, so I'm just scrolling down here in Flagler County, Florida. Well, let me see here. Up, 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 up. There are no deaths in Flagler County, Florida. And I'm trying to see, let me see if I zoom in here. I can see how many cases. There we go. I can click on Florida. Then I can see how many cases we have in Florida in our area. Um, let's see here. Another tab here. And it looks like, uh, you know, we have in our county, it's not bringing it up. I looked at it earlier and it was uh, something like, I don't know, uh, four, 12 or 14 cases in our entire county here in Flagler County, Florida. Now, again, I don't mean to minimize this at all. I'm just simply saying, is it possible? And I know in some people's world, th this question I'm going to ask there, there, it, some people's world, it's not possible to do too much. There are other people out there that say, hey, shut down everything for a year just to be safe. Hey, to be really safe, shut everything down for 10 years. There are some people that live in that world that, that there's, there is nothing the government could do that's going too far. So that's the one extreme. You know, my view is I think it was smart to do uh, this, you know, self-distancing. I think it was smart to close down um, some of the businesses in the areas that are getting hit the worst. But, but some of the things that make no sense to me. So here in Florida, for example, they closed down all of our restaurants, all of our bars. A lot of our retail is shut down. Um, so you have that happening. Okay, I get that. But we have like 40 to 50,000 people a day that are being allowed to fly in to Florida from New York City. And our governor admits this in his press conferences. So what does he do? He comes out with this idea that there will be a 14-day on your honor system, on the honor system, a 14-day self-quarantine from anyone flying in from New York City which these people get their luggage at the airport and they go off on their way. And, and if you believe that they are self quarantine going into a self quarantine for 14 days, I, I have a bridge to sell you. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. And so this is where people get skeptical because people like one of my, my one daughter who is currently in college finishing her master's degree was called in a week ago and told, uh, go home. You can't work at your 
job here at the restaurant anymore because we're closing down except for a, a tiny skeleton crew that's going to do uh, carry out only. And, and so the, the government's gearing up, but here's the drum roll. Wait for it. Wait for it. So people, so it'll be about three weeks from now that they're saying, which if you know how the government operates, think more like four weeks or six weeks because they're saying three weeks that we're each going to get, wait for it, a $1,200 check. <laughs> I mean, I hate to laugh. What is that? I mean, what are you going to do with $1,200 after being out of work for a month or six weeks? What are you going to do with that? And I know there's all kinds of other things going on, unemployment and, and money to businesses and they're saying that this isn't it. There's going to be another one coming. Um, so this was like a $2 trillion deal, and there's supposed to be another $2 trillion deal coming. But, but who pays for this? I think the national debt, at least what's on the books, which we don't know the whole national debt, because this doesn't include all of the unfunded liabilities and the off-the-books obligations, which some people think is as much as 150 maybe as much as $200 trillion, but the on the books number, I think is around 22 trillion. So we're just going to add like 4 trillion to that to give away all this money. And I keep asking too, you know, what about the suicides, people going into deep depression? Um, a lot of these businesses that are shut down, um, I mean, I read the stories every day. The average American has like what, 500 bucks in savings. So what does the employee do that's out of work now for a month or six weeks? I mean, how do they get food now while they're waiting for that help from the government? Some of these business owners won't be able to sustain this. They won't be able to come back from this. Um, so on the one hand, we have to balance putting people in their houses in a lot of areas are, I mean, complete lockdowns, like just a few minutes drive from here. Orange County, Florida, you're, you're, you're to stay in your house. You can't come out of your house unless you're buying groceries or I think there's uh, pharmace, pharmaceutical uh, items you can go out to get, uh, food, go to the grocery store. But otherwise, it's in the house lockdown. And so Trump came out a few minutes ago and did a press conference and said that instead of hoping for Easter, that they're now hoping for the end of the month or like, I mean, of April. So we're talking about like, like another month of, he, he called it social distancing guidelines. But I, you know, here's what I don't know. And I'm hopeful that th this is not a nationwide uh, situation, that this is not going to be just one size fits all across the entire nation. I hope that, that they're able to look at some of these counties like, our county and say, you know what, in Flagler County, Florida, there's so few cases and, and, and all that, that we can go ahead and open restaurants up to 50% capacity again, and we can let retail open back up again. We've got to do this. And, and we've got to start looking at some of these situations like, um, you know, the uh, open borders where the New York city people can fly in 40, 50,000 a day from that hotspot into Florida. I mean, these are things that make no sense to me, but uh, quickly some other things happening in the news. So 
um, this is the first governor I've read about doing this. The governor of New Jersey, Phil Murphy, um, has announced a 90-day grace period on mortgage payments. So look for this to spread nationwide. And, and that's a good thing, I guess, on the one hand. But then, you know, what about the banks that are collecting these mortgage payments and they don't have those mortgage payments coming in? Uh, you know, so all of these things have in many cases, unintended consequences. So doing the good thing, which is to let people skip their mortgage payments, I get that. But then how do we deal with the consequence of that in terms of, of how the banks deal with that? And the politics keep uh, going. So Nancy Pelosi came out today. Here's the quote, quote, as the president fiddles, people are dying, end quote. You know, I don't know what more Trump is supposed to do. Uh, you know, he's got this team of advisors. The man is coming out every day doing a press conference. Um, he is commandeering every uh, hospital bed, ventilator, naval ship. I don't know what more the man is expected to do. Uh, and I don't know where politics ends and just human beings can start being human beings. But that's what Pelosi had to say today. Um, so back to this issue of counties, there's supposed to be some kind of a rating system that the federal government is going to announce this week where each county will be given a number, a rating number. And then based on that number, there can be, uh, you know, adjustments made. So it's not going to be a one size fits all for the whole country, which makes sense, right? Because if you're in New York city, that's one situation. And then if you're like in Iowa, <laughs> there's like nothing happening. In I that's the cool thing about Iowa. There's nothing happening in Iowa. Even the virus is not interested <laughs> in visiting Iowa. So, so there are areas where we don't have to have these draconian measures. Uh, man, I hate to get uh, to, to, to bring this up. And, and honestly, I'll be honest. I don't know how I feel about this, but I'm going to tell you the, the two news stories. So this involves the Christian community. So we have Liberty University uh, bringing all their students back to campus. And that's a big controversy. Um, they're basically saying, we're not going along with this, uh, shutting down college. We're keeping our college going. Everybody comes back, uh, students that I guess, uh, were pleading for to go online and all of that as an option. No, uh, not an option. Liberty university. If you're a, a student on campus, you got to be back in campus in your chair. Uh, they're, they're one of the only colleges I know that's doing this. Then we have, uh, in Tampa, Florida, uh, the Reverend Rodney Howard Brown, who has a mega church of thousands of people, um, sort of a controversial guy in, in many ways. Uh, he says, uh, I don't care. We're holding our church services. So there you go. And so, you know, I've got, I've got both sides of this, but I'm like, you know, I don't know. I mean, our church is, is doing the whole thing on YouTube and online and, and everything else. But, you know, if a church wants to still have church, should the government step in and, and say no? I mean, I, I can make an argument on both sides of it. I don't know. Um, all right. So the last thing I'll get into here before we bring our guest on is uh, NBC's Chuck Todd. Chuck Todd is under fire for Joe Biden if Trump has, quote, blood on his hands, end quote, for his delayed coronavirus response. And it is interesting because... If you if you go back in history and you look at, you know, like the attack on Pearl Harbor 
World War II, these seminal moments in our history where all Americans come together and we're no matter, you know, uh, Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, Liberal, Conservative, all of that gets set aside. And we're all we're all Americans on those days when we're in those circumstances. That does not seem to apply here. And this is scary because to me, it's like the first time really in the history of our country where politics seems to be uh, more important than taking care of our fellow man. And this is a country that's divided, that can't even come together in such a time as this, in, in really like the president saying, a time of war against an invisible enemy. We can't even come together and, and back the president. I mean, you could say, I don't like Trump. You could say, I didn't vote for Trump. You know, whatever your thoughts are about Trump. But in times like this, whether it's Republican or Democrat or whatever, we stand behind our presidents when we're at war. It's just something we've always done, and we're not doing it this time. And in particular, the media, the media just cannot, their hate for Trump is so strident that they simply cannot set that aside uh, to just look at the news here. And there's so many good things the media could be doing right now instead of turning this into a political football. There's so much information that needs to get out there uh, that they could be providing to people uh, and giving people perspective and advice and bringing experts on and, and helping people with, you know, the stress of all of this mentally. And there's so much the media could do right now, but instead of being a positive force for good, uh, what they're doing, instead of trying to inform the public, they're trying to inflame the public against Trump. And I, you know, honestly, I really don't know what more the man can be expected to do right now. I don't know. I, I, I see him, uh, you know, almost to the brink of, of tears every time he does these press conferences, trying to uh, let people know he's doing everything he can. And, and I'm just not sure what else we can ask him to do. There is only so much that you can do. I mean, the president can only do so much. And when you go to war, you go to war with what you have, not with what you wish you had or you want, that was what uh, Governor Cuomo said. Uh, that's a great quote that he borrowed from uh, someone, from a general in the past. And that's how it is. You know, when you, you go to war, you go to war with what you have. And we're, we're up in, against this war of this invisible enemy. And, uh, you know, these are all times for us to kind of reevaluate, look at our lives. And maybe this downtime is a good thing, a reset button for us to kind of, you know, look at our lives and decide, you know, what in the world is we're doing here and uh, where we're at with the Lord, and are we ready for the end times, which, man, oh, man, if you don't think we're there. <laughs> if, you, if you don't think this this is uh, part of the end times, man, I, I don't know what you're waiting for. All right, we'll take a one-minute break. We'll be back with our special guest, uh, Pastor Carl Gallup's his new book, Masquerade, Prepare for the Greatest Con Job in History. We'll refire the open, and we'll be back in exactly one minute. Stay tuned. Gentlemen, start your engines. Uh, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. 
I'm not a crook. If you like your health care plan, you'll be able to keep your health care plan. Listening to Jim Paris Live, your source for the latest news on money, politics, prophecy, and preparedness. And now your host, the editor-in-chief of ChristianMoney.com and the author of more than 30 books, Jim Paris. Well, he is one of our favorite guests and one of our most downloaded guests on the replay. And he's the author of many books, including Gods and Thrones, Gods and Thrones, Gods of Ground Zero. Gods of the Final Kingdom, The Rabbi Who Found Messiah. You can find his uh, all of his books over at Amazon. He's got an entire Amazon section set up. It's Carl, C-A-R-L, G-A-L-L-U-P-S, Carl Gallups. He has his own radio show. He is also a pastor of a church in North Florida. He brings with him uh, decades of experience in law enforcement before becoming a pastor. And we welcome Pastor Carl back to the broadcast. Good to have you with us, sir. Jim, Pastor, excuse me, Brother Jim Paris, dear friend, God bless you. Thank you for having me on. Don't call me pastor because people are mad at me this week. They probably yeah, say he doesn't deserve to be a pastor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank no, you, no, though. Okay. <laughs> uh, Maybe be an honorary pastor for the interview. Uh, yes, okay. sir. So uh, before we get into this book, which is fascinating, uh, I wanted to ask you, you know, you're a guy who's, you, you've been around for, you know, decades in law enforcement and yeah. now as a pastor and, and, you know, you're somebody that writes a lot about Bible prophecy. Uh, what do you make of all that is going on right now? My goodness, Jim, I could speak to you for two or three hours about this. I preach, I've been preaching, teaching, been doing radio, television interviews, Listen, you're right. I come from 10, 11 years of direct law enforcement experience, two different sheriff's offices under three different sheriffs, uh, one of them doing some of a lot of my own criminal investigations. Uh, then I come from, uh, gosh, 33 years of directoring ministry, 33 years pastoring the senior pastor of one church on the Gulf Coast, been through a couple of generations of people down here on the Gulf Coast. And so with all of those years of, of, of real-life human experience dealing with these kinds of things at the ministerial level and, yes, even at the law enforcement level in my years, um, yeah, my, my insight is this. Look. I have said for decades, and I've really ramped this up in the past three or four or five years, we are living in the most prophetic time since the first coming of Jesus Christ. And listen, the clock started ticking with the return of Israel, a 2,800-year-old prophecy lying dormant, but yet declared in the Scriptures, burst to life just 71 years ago. And look what has happened in those 71 years. When Israel came back, we all watched it, or those that watched it, on black and white television days late in the broadcast because we didn't have instantaneous television. And just 71 years later, look at everything that has happened in this world. Look where we are with global, instantaneous global information communication systems, the jet age of of air travel, uh, landing on the moon, space shuttles, deep space probes, uh, deep fake (laughs) video and audio and, and internet and cell phones. And I mean, I could just go on and on. I mean, it's like 
science fiction, this explosion of technology, artificial intelligence, CRISPR-Cas9, genetic editing, genetic engineering, on and on and on I could go. It's, so, like, we're, it's like we're inside a movie. I, I used to make fun of those like left-behind movies and all that because they always had Kirk Cameron in them. Yeah. So I, yeah. I said yeah. to somebody the other day, hey, I haven't seen Kirk Cameron yet, like on my street. Yeah, that's so right. That's that right. I, know no, it's, it... I know it's not the actual end, but I've got people now debating on my Facebook page pre-trib or mid-trib, and, and this Listen. is so it's so terrible. People are saying, hey, this is like the tribulation, you Listen. know, these kinds yeah. of things where the whole world stops and go, go into your house. I mean, this is, the, this is just a taste, isn't it, of what the great tribulation will be like? Yes, that's what I'm getting to. And, yeah, yeah, we need to stop all of this foolishness of debating pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib. Um, I've got my opinion. If somebody were to ask me and give me 30 minutes to lay out the scriptures, I could state my, my, my position. But the bottom line is it doesn't matter. It's going to happen as God decrees it as at his timetable. When he says go, it's going to happen. In the meantime, we're just here breathing this air for a few little measly decades, 60, 70, 80, 90, if we're blessed. And in the midst of it, we're living in a fallen creation. Satan is the prince of the power of the air. He's the God, little g, of this age. The Bible says that. Jesus calls him that. The man of lawlessness, the son of perdition, the Antichrist, is just around the corner, a According to the word of God, everything is lining up. Israel is back. The Ezekiel 38 nations that were prophesied 2,800 years ago to align themselves in a coalition and come against a returned Israel. They are already aligning themselves. The Middle East is on fire. Uh, Arab Spring brought about the collapse of Syria into an irreconcilable civil war, which has put Russia and China and Iran and North Korea and Turkey in alliance with each other right off the pages of the Bible. We're Watching all of this happen at breakneck speed. International borders are collapsing. Terrorism abounds. Uh, uh, now these plagues and pandemics, and, and more than that, it's the panic that goes with it, much of it illogical panic, irrational panic that is driving people into frenzies and into irrationally giving up their rights their constitutional rights, their liberty, their freedom, uh, all in the name of peace and safety, peace and safety. Somebody save us. Somebody do something. And the scripture said all of those things would happen to a generation and much more. We're, we, I don't know. Listen, I've, I've told people this. If the end time is represented by a gigantic room, and that is at the end times, everything that's going to fit in there, the return of Israel to the revelation of the Antichrist to the return of Jesus Christ. If that's represented by a giant room, I am not a date setter. I never have been. I'm not going to be one on your program. I don't know where we are, but I can tell you this. We're in the room. We have stepped through the door. We, 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 and this happened several years ago. It probably happened when Israel returned. But we are in the room. It might be another generation or two or three before the Lord returns. But I don't think it's going to be that long. Bottom line is, you ask me what I make of all of this, here's the deal. The COVID-19 virus is real. It hurts people, kills people. It sickens people. I am not disparaging that. I am not making fun of it. I am not mocking it. 
It is nothing compared to the Spanish flu. It is nothing compared to the death rate of the regular seasonal flu. It is nothing compared to the death rate of SARS and MERS and all of that yet. It could be. It could be as bad or worse than any of those. But right now it doesn't appear that that's going to be so. These viruses work their way through cycles. They mutate. People get uh, immune. We develop vaccines. We develop medications, etc. I praise God for our medical advancement and technology and good, smart people that are working on this and the hand of God that sustains us. But the bottom line is what scares me, excuse me, not scares, what concerns me, because see, God has not given us a spirit of fear, so I don't walk in fear. My concern, my angst is, is not this particular virus as much as the aftermath, because here's the deal. We've watched for the first time in human history, we now communicated instantaneously around the world, the nations, the governments, the peoples. We travel around the world almost instantaneously. I, I, up until this, you know, the jet travel suspension, I'd get on an airplane. I travel the world all the time. I can be anywhere in the world in a day, a day and a half at the most, anywhere. And most of the time I can be all across seven or eight time zones in just, you know, eight or nine, ten hours. Boom. I mean, this is unbelievable. And so now we went to bed a few weeks ago thinking that tomorrow was going to be fairly similar to today. We woke up to a world on fire with panic and, and dread and misery and depression and, 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 and pure pandemonium because of the, uh, you know, this, this, this virus and the, and the irrational fear whipped up by governments, politicians, the medical industry, yes, the medical industry all vying for, for money and for grants and for positions at the big boy table and wanting fame and fortune. And the media sees it as an opportunity to get Trump out of office, hopefully to disparage him. The politicians are vying for power, never let a good crisis go to waste. And, and, and overnight, our constitutional rights in the United States have been stripped from us. We've got governors that are releasing convicts out of prison in the name of peace and safety while telling the citizens of their states, you must shelter in your home, and if you come out, we'll put you in jail. Law-abiding citizens who one day, the day before, were, were working people, business owners, attorneys, et cetera, et cetera, I mean professional people, are now cordoned off in their homes by edicts of the governors while that same governor is releasing convicted felons from prison to the streets in the name of you know, and Pastor safety. Carl, the, one, of the, one of the websites I read every morning is called Zero Hedge. I don't know if you're familiar with it or I'm not. I'm familiar with it, yes. Uh, they do have a little bit of conspiracy theories, but, you know, so you read everything there and you don't always necessarily take everything, you know, uh, as, as fact, but they had published a story a few weeks ago, very, very early on in this crisis uh, about a uh, Chinese scientist and uh, his potential involvement in a lab there uh, in, in China where this, this all broke out. And uh, it was sort of a speculative article like this guy is connected to it. Well, as time has gone by, it, it's starting to become more true. But in the meantime, uh, their Twitter account was was suspended permanently for publishing that that story, and it seems like the more we're finding out about this, whether it was a completely natural, naturally created virus, or whether there was some type of um, you know man-made uh, you know factors in it, you know bioweapon type things, 
um, it, it seems like there's 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 something more to this. I I don't exactly know you know what, but it just seems like there's something more to this. You know, here's well, China with a more than a billion people and they say they only had like 80,000 cases and now it's completely gone. And you know, it, it's just, something's not right about it, but yeah. there's this now this narrative. If you get out of this lane and you, you even suggest, well, Hey, maybe we should look into this. You know, the, you know, we need to, if you do that, they're taking away your social media account altogether. Yes. Uh, it's, yes. it's insane. What do you think well, is going on with that? Well, I can tell you, no, there is something else, and that's what I'm building to. Please forgive me for taking so long, but I'm trying to – I just wanted to build a foundation before I said No, no, you're said, fine. And I'm almost there. And I can say to you, yes, what you just said is true. The, the, the social media ministry that I belong to, the PNN News Ministry Network, we've got, oh, 15, 16 Facebook pages along with all kind of blogs and Twitter accounts, et cetera. And we just disperse you know, information everywhere because of that. Several of our Facebook accounts, um, they're still up and running, and you would think that they're perfectly fine. Uh, and the same information that I'm giving your audience right now, we've been posting on Facebook, uh, just facts and figures and stats and biblical information and nothing outlandish, nothing deep conspiracy theory, just dealing with what is. And we are, we've just a few days ago started being shadow banned for posting this information. And so what's happened is we've got several Facebook accounts, for example, that get 60,000, 70,000 views a day that are now getting 10 and 20 views a day overnight as soon as we started uh, publishing the real facts, the real figures, coming right off of like CDC and then comparing them to other diseases and the, and, and, and the exact hot zones around the world of this thing and how they're, how they're connected, and, and then talking about the prophetic, possible prophetic connections, et cetera, they absolutely have shut us down without kicking us off. They think that we're going to just give up and walk away and get frustrated, and we're not. I don't, I don't care. So my, my life is not dependent upon social media. I use them. I don't let them use me. Does that make sense? Yeah, sure. Yeah, and so anyway, but yes, the shutting down of information. Now, now that ought to concern us because what I was saying was so overnight our rights are stripped. Overnight the whole world, the whole world. I mean all the governments, if you noticed, all of them quarantining their citizens, all of them taking away rights, all of them de determining the size of groups that can meet in public or in private, all of them just following an agenda, lockstep order. All of them around the world overnight, and here's what I'm saying. Either this has been highly orchestrated and planned, and that sounds deeply conspiratorial. But remember, I was a cop for years, and all crimes are committed with a conspiracy behind them. So you've got to kind of think through it. Either that is, is going on, or like Rahm Emanuel so famously said, you know, Obama's top advisor, chief of staff, uh, never let a good crisis go to waste. So either it was heavily orchestrated from the beginning and maybe even man-made, or it was something that happened naturally, and immediately the evil, the evil people, the masters of the universe, jumped on top of it and started orchestrating what we're now watching, this worldwide pandemonium. That's the pandemic. And so the bottom line is what I was saying. This virus does not concern me 
near as right now it's nowhere near the killer that the flu has been in the United States. We we've lost 50 we've done 50,000 funerals with the flu in this flu season. Uh we've done 2 to 3,000 well about 3,000 funerals with uh COVID and I'm not disparaging any of them. I mean we're talking numbers but we're talking 3,000 families and lives. I I get that. But yeah, we're and it's, this is the thing where if if you go on to social media and you say uh, well, look, there's this other disease, and we have this many deaths, but we don't shut down the whole country. It's right. like immediately you're swarmed upon. Like you can't make that yes. comparison. Yes. And it, it's yeah. It, yeah, it's like a like there's this delusion that people it have. And, and I'll say I'll say, look, I'm not saying the flu is COVID-19. I'm not saying the chickenpox is COVID-19. I'm just saying that. Can't we just death look at death. numbers? So, so like in the early stage of this, I was saying, well, there's 90 people a day dying on the highways. Do we shut down the highways? And then immediately they swarm on you and say, you can't compare a car accident to COVID-19. COVID-19 is a disease and a car accident is a car accident. Obviously, oh, I, I know that. disease to but disease, they, yeah. Right, but they can't, they can't uh, process that. And so what the president has tried to do which is what we've always done in this country with natural disasters is to say, we're going to take this one day at a time. So we're going to look at this in, in a couple of weeks, it's going to be Easter. And I'd love for us to all be out from under this, these restrictions in Easter. You can't do that. You cannot say that in two weeks. And now they're saying it's going to be at least, at least 30 days, maybe 60 days, this uh, Anthony Fauci, this doctor of immunology, he's saying now, even though all of these computer simulations are saying like maybe as many as 80,000, today he comes out and says millions, millions will get the disease and 100 to 200,000 will die. It's almost like whatever whatever the the top line is, the, the, the watermark is today, Tomorrow, he's going to come out with something bigger, and the time frame is going to get bigger. And I don't know where this ends because I posted on my social media how many people are dying because of the shutdown, because yeah. people are committing yeah. suicide. There's child abuse going on. People are going through marriage crises because they're locked in a house with, with, with their spouse that they're not used to being locked in their house with. Uh, people are losing their jobs and, and having heart attacks. And all of these things are happening. So it's not just a zero-sum game. And then where does all this money come from? So already they've got $2 trillion, but they say that's just not even a scratch of the scratch, not even a scratch of the surface, but not even a scratch of the scratch. So they're talking about trillions upon trillions upon trillions of dollars. And it's, it's almost like whatever that top watermark is of dollars and delays and the people that are going to die, it's like tune in tomorrow, folks, because we got an even worse story to tell you tomorrow. And I don't know how they're looking out 30 and 60 days to know all yes. of this is going to happen. I mean, we don't know what's going to happen in a week because it's warm weather now and this and that. Maybe, you know, let's be optimistic. Maybe in a week it'll all be better and, and it'll start declining. I mean, maybe not, but, but why can't we just kind of work it as, as we go? Yeah. Well, again, let me apologize for taking so long to get to my point, but let me just go ahead and wrap it up because it's, it's, sure. it's, it's I, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, you're so gracious to have me on your show. See, I'm I'm spoiled because I, I And we have no pulpit. commercials, so you have can, as much time as you I need. I can here. take my pulpit and preach for a solid hour and uh just stay from point A to point Z. There you go. <laughs> it's, it's much more difficult to do that in interviews and I understand that. But the bottom line is this, brother. 
so even though I'm not setting dates, I've said we're in the room. There, there can be no doubt. There can be no doubt. I mean, with Israel's return, 71 years the other side, look, where for the first time in history, there's a global epidemic. We've had global epidemics. The, the, the Spanish flu, 1918, the lar- one of the largest killers on the planet that the planet had ever seen, swept the planet, millions, tens and tens and tens of millions of people. Uh, and, and, and then right on, this, this year, 55,000 people with the flu in our own nation. Yeah, it's unbelievable. 31 million people infected with the flu, 350,000 hospitalizations. Doesn't even come close to what COVID is right now. And I know COVID could get worse, but the bottom line is we're in the room. The evil masters of the universe are watching this. And by the way, let's not forget what the Apostle Paul told us 2,000 years ago in Ephesians 6. He said, look, your battle's not really against these masters of the universe sitting in the halls of power around the world. Your battle is against the prince of the power of the air and the demonic realm in another dimension. It's an interdimensional battle. It is deep. It is dark. It is filthy. They're playing for keeps. They're playing for blood. And it's all attached to the thrones of the earth. That's what I wrote about in my book, Gods and Thrones. That's what I wrote about in my book, Gods of Ground Zero. That's what I wrote about in my book, Gods of the Final Kingdom. That's what I've written about in my latest book that just came out. And when I wrote it, I had no idea how prophetic it was going to be. I had no idea that the things I wrote about would pop into existence in our lifetime, much less within a few weeks of the book coming out. And that book is called Masquerade. And it talks about all the lying and the masquerading that will go on in the last days to bring about this one world order. And we're watching it happen. And I'm telling you, I am not saying that this is that, okay? I know there are you know, uh, people listening right now that are already calling the CIA saying, you should listen to these idiots. They, they think it's the end of time. <laughs> okay, here's the deal. Here's the deal. I'm not saying this is that, but the Bible says there will be a that. And the Bible also says that the whole world will be communicating. The whole world will eventually take a mark. The whole world will eventually cry out to one person and one big governmental organization, save us, give us peace, give us safety. Well, you take a mark or you don't eat, you don't work. Okay, we'll take the mark. The whole world will see it at once. The whole world will be mesmerized by the signs and wonders that will be worked, which are in accordance with the work of Satan. The whole world. I mean, it goes on and on in the Word of God about the demonic outpouring. Jesus himself said in the those days people will be dying of heart attacks because of the fear and the dread that's in their lives. Jesus said that even the very elect could be deceived in those days if it were possible. I'm talking about this is what the word of God says. So I'm saying to this generation, we woke up one day and we are now making history. It's an infamous way to make it, but we, never has this happened where instantaneously the whole globe surrounded itself around the spirit of fear. See, the Bible says, but to God's people, God has not given us that spirit of fear, but we've been given by the Holy Spirit the spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. What is irrational, illogical fear that says we'll give up our safety, our rights, we'll give up, I mean, not our safety, our freedom, our rights, we'll give up everything if you can give us safety. That is the spirit of fear. It is demonic, and overnight it swept this planet. Never has that been able to happen before in any generation before us. So what I'm saying is, Jim, even though, listen, this may prove to be that. This may prove to be exactly what the Antichrist system is going to use to 
to to pull all of this together and to bring Scripture just bursting on the scene. But I'm saying, even if it's not, even if if this virus works its cycle and it clears up and it finally goes the way of the flu, of course it all comes back in the fall. (laughs) It all comes back in December, and then the politicians are going to jump all over it right about election time. And Oh, we need to quarantine ourselves again. Shut down the borders. Shut down the states. We've got to do everything online. Let's vote. I know what. Even though the Mueller report says that Russians can manipulate us, let's vote online. Yes, that's a good idea. See, all of this stuff is right around the corner, perhaps. And what I'm saying is, if this is not that, that being the prophecies in the Word of God, by the way, only the Bible has these prophecies about what's happening today. The Quran doesn't have them. The Hindu Vedas doesn't have them. The teachings of Buddha doesn't have them. Nostradamus doesn't have them. The astrology charts don't have them. But but the Word of God tell everything we're watching happen, everything, including the return of Israel and everything after that, comes right off the pages of God's Word. My book, Masquerade, is about that. And so I'm saying that at the very least, the masters of the universe, they're grooming us. Satan is grooming us. They're watching. They watch churches close down overnight. Pastors said, yes, sir, to the government and shut their doors. Christians are running and hiding in corners and wetting their pants. Not all of them. But a lot of them are. I, I deal with them. I, I, I'm on the Gulf Coast. And some of this, some of this doesn't doesn't really make logical sense. So, for no. example, here in Florida, we have some of the most beautiful state parks and federal parks, and on all these beautiful beaches, where you know, granted, there are some beaches like in Miami where people are like elbow to elbow. But generally speaking, if you visit the Florida beaches, like where I live here in Northeast Florida. I mean, you could be on the beach and not see another person uh, because there's such a large area. And you would think that this would be the time to have people get out of your house, go on a nature hike, uh, go to the beach, uh, ride your bicycle, go do these things. But they, they, they say all of this is shut down, go back to your house. But yet... They're letting forty to 50,000 people a day, according to our governor here in Florida, fly from New York City into Florida from the hot spot. And they're, of course, elbow to elbow in the line to get on the plane. Then they're all breathing the recirculated air and sitting elbow to elbow in the plane. So you figure on a flight of 250 people, let's say two or three of them uh, have COVID-19. Now the whole plane is exposed, but, and so it's not rational what they're doing. And then I, I read that this uh, distribution of this money and a lot of people don't know this, but, but it's, it's public knowledge that they're, they're looking at setting up a digital wallet for each American to receive this money. And, and I don't know what the requirements will be to get this digital wallet. But when I read that, that gave me chills because I thought, well, they shut everything down, and now you, you need this money because you have no way to earn a living. And in, then in order to get it, you have to get the digital wallet to receive the money. Yeah, yeah. No, listen, this is what I'm saying. You, you, you've said it, Jim. You've given more examples of what I've been saying all along. It's not the virus that concerns me near as much as all of the details that the masters of the universe are watching, grooming, putting into place. And so even if this is not that, this is a teaching moment. This is a school. This is a test tube. This is a, a Petri dish. Um, it, we, we, are being, we are being manipulated psychologically, spiritually. See, that's what Jesus meant, I do believe, when he said, look, even the very elect 
could be deceived if that were possible. And I, and, and I think I see that right here in my own little microcosm here along the Gulf Coast where I've been pastoring. I'm watching Christians and pastors. I've watched them quake in their boots, even good friends of mine, pastors who have just stood boldly against so many matters of, of filth and evil down through the decades we've ministered together. But this, overnight, they shut the churches down, bowed to the government, cowered in a corner. And now some of them are talking to me saying, oh, my gosh, what did I do? Oh, my gosh, I was an idiot. Oh, my gosh. See, it's like the scriptures coming alive, Jim, where they were deceived for a little bit, but now they're not because they truly are men of God. And that now they're seeing what you and I are talking about. They're getting it. And they're thinking, oh, my gosh. And, and now there's a pandemonium among pastors because they realize this is more prophetically serious than we ever thought. Because it's not the virus that's the real, real, real issue here to, for God's people. Listen, I was live on my own show Friday afternoon, and that same day, the New York Times, an op-ed was printed blaming evangelical Christians for the COVID epidemic. The New York Times, brother. The New York Times. New York City is ground zero for infection rates and death rates. And the New York Times is like the Emperor Nero declaring the Christians did it. The Christians did it. It's like the Roman Empire days. When when Rome was on fire, Nero blamed the Christians. The New York Times did that just a couple of days ago. Right, right wow. behind that, Gordon Brown, the past prime minister of Great Britain, comes out all in the headline news of international news sites saying we need a one-world government. There needs to be a, quote, new world order. These are his words. We need a government, a leader, a one-world government that can deliver our world. We are now a global community. We need to be delivered through this crisis and future crises just like it. This happened just days ago. These jump right off the pages of Scripture, brother, and I'm telling you, if nothing else, all of this is being used to set up the real thing. And it may turn out that this is the real thing. That's my take. Now, in, in your book, Masquerade, in our last yeah. few minutes here, yeah. um, do you get into, I'm assuming, a lot about the Antichrist? And I know you're a big supporter of Trump, as, as I am as well. And how do you kind of make sense of going along with all of this hysteria? Because in the beginning of this, he was saying, well, wait a minute now, the, the flu has this many cases, and we don't shut the country down for the flu. But then all of a sudden, somewhere along about a week or 10 days into this, all of that went away. Somebody behind the scenes must have told him, you can't say any of that anymore. You've got to go along with, with all of this. Yeah. What are your thoughts yeah. on Trump and, and the Antichrist uh, at some point in the future, of course? Okay, yeah, you asked me two or three different questions. Yes, my book does deal heavily with the Antichrist, it, but, but, but it's not your typical book about the Antichrist or the end times. I just look at what is, what the Scripture says. I deal with what scholars have been saying all along. I do the word studies, but I bring it to life in short little chapters and and, and I write it in the same way that I'm speaking right now so people can just get it and see it and feel it, taste it, touch it, smell it. And the book Masquerade, and, but it, it, it's very positive. It's encouraging. It ends with a power punch positive message. So I don't want people thinking it's just, I'm not going to read gloom and doom. Not these. I'm not going to read that book. No, it's not a gloom and doom book. Now, 
having said that, we move into your question about Trump and the Antichrist system and him seemingly being swayed by the, the masters of the universe. Yes, I noticed and thought the very same thing you just said because I heard him say – because I was saying it too on my radio show, the same stuff. Like, look, COVID virus is real. It's going to hurt people. It's going to kill people. We do have to get a grip on it. We might have to – you know, to make some adjustments in our lives as a nation, like, uh, you know, this, but, 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 think about, we just did 50,000 funerals for the flu, and we're still in the midst of flu season, and, 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 it's, and people are still dying from the flu, and the flu leads to pneumonia, and people die from pneumonia, and flu leads to heart attacks in some people, and people die of heart attacks, and so there's probably more than 50,000 flu-related deaths, and and and, six, and 31 million infections, and 350,000 hospitalizations, and so I was saying the same things, and then I heard Donald Trump saying, I was saying, well, great, I mean, at least there's some sense of rationality, and then I heard him cave, just like you said, like a week later, it was like, oh no, no, we can't compare it to that, and I'm thinking, whoa, 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 what changed? See, somebody got to him. I don't know who. I don't know how. I don't know how serious it is. I don't know who would have that kind of power. Uh, maybe he just truly just changed his mind. That would disappoint me greatly. Now, again, please hear me. I am not, you know, <laughs> it's like somebody say, you're a racist. I'm not a racist. I, I've got a lot of friends of color. You know, you're always having to defend yourself. Um, I am not disparaging COVID-19. There's a lot about it we don't know. This could turn out to be 10 times worse than the flu. It could, but I don't think it's going to based upon all of the numbers and trends and everything that I'm hearing from medical professionals. I don't think so. I could be wrong. I'm not a doctor, but I'm saying that when you compare disease to disease, death is death, Jim. And people say, well, you can't compare the flu. Well, 55,000 people died. And right now there's 3,000 people dead with COVID and, and, the, and the season's almost over with. I don't think we're going to get to 55,000 or anything near that. I could be wrong. I may have to eat these words. But right now I'm just saying, folks, day by day by day, get rational. Calm down, Christians. Quit walking around in fear and depression and anxiety. So, yes, I saw this happen with Trump. I don't know what's going on with that. And I, I know I, I think he's really taking some, 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 some very sober uh, uh, thought, and I think he's surrounding himself with all the information he can get. But we already know. We already know the deep state is deeply entrenched in Washington. He's already been spied upon, lied about, tape recorded. Uh, uh, you know, uh, he's already been undermined, betrayed. There's no telling what else is going on now because because the other side is tasting blood in the water now. They hate him. They want him out. If he wins this election, let me go ahead and say when he wins this election, he will be the most powerful he's ever been, and he knows stuff on all of them. And they know he knows it, and they're trying to get him out before he can pull the trigger on him and put him in prison or whatever else that he needs to do. And this, And you're watching this disease being used, this virus being used. It's real, and it's killing people, and it's bad. But it is being used politically. If anybody doesn't believe it, look at the pork in the $2 trillion that was just passed. Look, it is useless with COVID, but the enemy 
packed it in. They don't care about us. They don't care about our health. They care about their power, their influence, their money, enriching their constituents to get their votes and their money to put Donald Trump out of office. It is yeah, evil. If you look at it the is, uh, itemization, we posted some of this online this week, like yes, the, uh, the, the Kennedy Center in Washington, which is a beautiful venue. And they deserve to get help like everybody else is going to get help. But they were especially itemized to get $35 million. And and I I put that up on my Facebook and a couple people said, yeah, but why should, Jim, why should they not get their share? So, well, they should get their share, but but the money's there for everyone to apply for. Their employees would be entitled to it as an organization. They would nonprofit. They could apply for some of this money. But they were specifically listed in there for this $35 million. And and as you said, this is uh, an opportunity for them to sneak a lot of things through. They They don't even have a record of who voted or not. It's only a voice vote. And I guess the one uh, Republican from, I believe it was Kentucky, who said, wait a minute, we should have an on the record vote. Uh, Everybody's upset with this guy um, all the way up to the White House. Um, It's we're moving trillions of dollars around here. and We don't even know who's voting for this. And Dr. Ron Paul, who's another doctor, he's a medical doctor, and he's well-respected, and he's been around for a long time, and it's been buried in the news. In fact, it's so buried on social media, I can only share it on my Telegram account, which is not censored, uh, that, that Ron Paul says the greatest issue here is what the government is going to do in overreacting to this, that he is saying that the cure, the government, is worse than the virus. That's Dr. That's- Ron Paul. That's exactly what I've been saying for the last 30, 40 minutes. Exactly. Yeah. So, except he said it way better than I, and, and, and much more educated than I. But that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's not the virus that's the problem. It's the panic. It's the fear. It's the it's the wicked people watching us panic and fear and scramble around and hide in corners and church doors shut. And the wicked are going, ah, that's all it took to get all the churches shut. Wow. And they're grooming us, and they're watching us. And the next thing you know, they put us in our homes under penalty of of jail and fines. And California said, we'll shut off your power and your water if you get – oh, and by the way, you can come out of your homes, but you need a permission slip from the government. I I, I kid you not. You've got to get a piece of paper. You've got to register with the government to move about freely. It's unbelievable. And, and they, they shut just, down all the gun shops so people yes, can't buy guns. Yes. And, and, and I'm thinking, and well, what's, out, what's the deal with that? Why would you shut down firearms yeah, if that's if somebody has a yeah. right to buy a firearm and they're they're legally background checked and all that? Why would you start shutting those down? What does that have to do with anything? Yeah, it's Occam's razor. You know, when the simplest solution is right before your eyes, that's probably the answer. Uh, yeah, what what does shutting down the gun shops? What why why would the left want to do that when they're in the process of locking us in our homes? Yeah, well, yeah. Why would they want to do that right before an election that could change the whole world? Yeah, I I, I wonder. Well, anyway, brother, this is what I'm talking about. I agree with Dr. Paul. It's not the virus that's the real problem here. It's the aftermath. And that's what I was warning my church about this morning, very rationally, a lot calmer than I'm being right now. <laughs> but but right from the scriptures, just helping my church to get a grip and to understand. And listen, I'm just going to say to your listeners, if they're, I don't want to turn this into a preaching evangelical thing, but 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 I'm a pastor. I'm a Christian. I'm just going to say, if, if, if you've never gotten right with God through Jesus Christ before, now's the time. I mean... I mean, can't you see 
can't you see if this is not that, it is at least a setup for what the Bible says is going to come in one generation. And so now you have not only seen, see, I've been preaching for well over a decade that the world has now positioned itself with its technology that a global panic could be created, that a global lockdown could happen, and that an antichrist figure could rise. Well, people have listened to me, and, you know, yeah, well, and they chuckle, chuckle, well, yeah, there's some of that conspiracy theory stuff. Well, now we're living it. Now we're living it. Not to say that I'm always right about everything. I'm not. But, But I was right about that. Now, overnight, the whole world basically is in a lockdown mode, and rights are being stripped, and people are giving them up freely without even questioning. I mean, some are. We are. But billions of people around the globe are saying yes, sir, to the government and whatever the government says. In America, the largest con- Christian nation on the face of the earth, supposedly, China's right behind us with the underground church. But but think of it, the, the, the no constitutional republic ever in the history of the planet like ours, the wealth, the power, the freedom, constitutional rights given to the people, gone overnight under penalty of law and hardly a whimper from the population. And most of the pastors of this nation shut the doors to their churches and went and hid. And, and if this you, is not it, it, like you said, if this is not it, what's happening right now, it's that's, one heck of a dress rehearsal. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. And I'm saying, I'm not shaming, I'm not trying to shame people. I'm saying, church, wake up. And people, wake up. If you're not right with the Lord God, the biblical way through Jesus Christ, it's time to get right. And then just get out there and enjoy life. Do life. We live in the midst of Satan's kingdom, and we are here to be ambassadors for the coming kingdom of Jesus Christ. That's what the Bible says. That's what our life and breath is about. It's not seeing how rich and powerful and wealthy and comfy we can get and how fluffy and shiny everything is in our life. It's about are we advancing the kingdom of God. Now, in the midst of all of that, I desire and will fight to preserve this constitutional republic. Listen, I don't worship the Constitution. I don't worship the government or a president, even though I support Donald Trump. I do not worship or hang on every word he says. But here's my point. What's the alternative? When they get Donald Trump out of office, what's the alternative? We know what's going to happen. They're already showing us and telling us exactly what they will do if they can ever herd us into a group like cattle. They're trying it now. They're They're locking us in our homes, brother. So I'm saying... It is time for God's people to wake up and to understand that all of this preaching and teaching, all the stuff you've been saying amen to in the Bible because you didn't think it would ever happen to you, so it was easy to say amen. Well, here we are. It's happening to us. And at least it's a dress rehearsal, as you just said, Jim. And it's being brought to life. We're living it. We're living in the midst of it. I know some people are listening to me and to us right now, thinking that we're overreacting. But I'm just going to make this point again very, very calmly. There's never been a generation before us to wake up to what we just woke up to. Never. Oh, there's been plagues and pestilences. There's been worldwide death. But we've never had the ability to instantaneously pump the information to the world and for the world to communicate with each other such that literally within a day or two, the whole world was in lockstep to an agenda. Never has that been available to humankind before. 
until just a few days ago. We're living and Pastor in the Pastor Carl, as we, as we close out our last minute or two here, tell people about the new book, how they can get it, and then all the different ways they can connect up with you. I know some of your sermons are available on streaming and, and other resources and, and your Facebook account. So give us yeah. that information again. Okay. Thanks. I don't have much time, of course, so I'll make it very quick and simple, and people can do some research. Just my name, Carl Gallups, C-A-R-L-G-A-L-L-U-P-S, carlgallups.com, just my name.com. You can start there. Everything is there. My newest book, Masquerade, all my books, you can order from me. You can get them from Amazon. You can get them anywhere good books are sold. It's by a major Christian publisher, Defender Publishers. Uh, from there, you can click and go to our church website. You can see everything there on how to follow us, how to be a part of what's happening. We have not closed our doors. We're one of the only few churches, not the only, one of the very few churches on the Gulf Coast that has not. And the Lord is using us powerfully. It's unbelievable. But the bottom line is carlgallops.com. My latest book is Masquerade. People that have read it, have it, it's only been released a couple of weeks, but they're already commenting everywhere in social media saying they're really loving it, and it's giving them great perspective right now. And wow, what, what a great uh, thing you got here, the forward by Pat Boone. Yeah, Pat that, Boone wrote that, that the was... forward. That was yeah. fantastic, huh? Yeah, I mean, we, I can he and still I remember. developed a relationship some years ago, and he read the manuscript, and he asked me, can I please write the forward to this book? I said, yes, A brother, white thank sport you. coat and a pink carnation. Yeah. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> you're, you're too young to know that song, Pastor Carl. Yeah, no, but I, <laughs> but I do know about it. <laughs> Very good. Well, God you, bless, Jim. sir. Thank you so much for being with us. And I, I, I'm sorry that we didn't spend more time like talking about the book, but it's sort of like the no, book has come alive, no. so this all worked yeah. out in either yeah. case. No, so. I'm not a... Yeah, I'm not a book salesman, brother. I, I appreciate you just letting <laughs> me mention it. But I've enjoyed this ministering to you and to your people and to the world. God bless you, Jim. Thank you. Thank you very much. God bless, sir. Thank you for being with us. Yes, sir. Wow, what a what a great uh, interview. I, I Honestly, I didn't know it was going to be like that much about coronavirus and everything that's going on. And, uh, you know, listening to some of the things he was saying, I'm almost afraid. I'm almost afraid now to post this on you know online but i i guess we'll do it and if next week there's no show and no podcast you know what happened so <laughs> we'll, we'll just keep uh moving forward until they take it all away so that's how it's going to roll all right folks thanks for joining us remember we do have the replay several times a week on talkstreamlive.com um you can uh, also get all the details and all the download locations over at jim paris radio Dot com And for all of my social media links, including Facebook and Twitter and YouTube, all of that is linked at ChristianMoney.com. And don't forget to join us uh, over at Telegram on the new uncensored channel that we have over at Telegram. All of those details are linked up on our Facebook page as well. Remember, if it's Sunday night, it's Jim Paris Live. We'll talk to you next time.